Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It is your Caped Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our brand new friend, Jillian Wong of Way of the Kitchen King uh, and Fried Rice Comics. Welcome to the stream. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent today, Cody. How are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. Thank you once again. Uh, we, I, I loved it. Uh, you created this awesome, awesome image for me. We're going to start using it for keeping it geekly gaming when I do a, a little bit of gaming here and there on the channel. So thank you once again for that. I love it so much. It's such an awesome design. Well, you know, what can you do, right? I uh, <laughs> love the brand and it ended up just being one of those things i was like you know you have to support other content creators and what better way to do that than to show your support and love through creation <laughs> hey thank you so much i, I we you know we've had uh the opportunity to talk a couple couple of times on global comics uh it's it's awesome to kind of see you in there but now we have the chance to break down your comic i had the opportunity to read it and i fell in love with it uh before we dive into way of the kitchen king let's dive into way of jillian wong and how you started creating comics ah, that little segue there i'm getting better at it <laughs> you are <laughs> but you know what it's awesome so yeah i am jillian wong and I come from Canada and the way it started with comics is I think as everybody does I was really young right I was pretty much just a kid and I decided hey this is really cool and this is something I want to get into but it wasn't something that was feasible for where I grew up because I actually grew up in a really poor area so when I started I was literally starting with um they were the metal pens, the metal dip pens. <laughs> they weren't even proper inking pens or anything like that. So I was starting on uh, paper with uh, metal dip pens and stuff like that. And no way of learning. So I set all that aside and decided to go into graphic design and stuff like that. And I've picked it up again within the last five years. <laughs> the, and it, figured it just... it <laughs> It seems like the room for like learning, like the learning curve with a, a pen like that would just be so insane. Cause like, I just feel like if you make an error with it, it's just, it's over with that type of pen. Um, it pretty much is. <laughs> if there are ways of fixing it, you can use whiteout, you can use other things like that, but you can't backtrack the whole thing. Mm -hmm. you're you're in it you're committed once you start inking that's it so what type of Dip comics are sorry go ahead oh uh sorry uh what, what what type of comics were you creating around that time before you went to uh you know uh study uh graphic design um basically i had this one that i gave a try here a while ago but i still found that i wasn't quite ready for it still it was called ion aether and it's a science fiction that included um, Max and Mecca. It was an extremely difficult and taxing comic. You have to be very technical in the way that you approach it. And therefore, I felt that I could not do the story justice artistically at the time. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to allow myself to flourish as an artist because I have background as a writer and a storyteller, but I didn't have the artistic training behind it. So I thought, you know what, let's do something that's going to give me the training 
in drawing action scenes and stuff like that so that I can actually bring this other one to life in the way that it actually deserves. Okay. So Yeah. With uh, graphic design and stuff, that you were able to, to learn those different, uh, different techniques that you needed to uh, implement. Uh, and I, I'm assuming into the, the project, which I, I'm assuming is the Way of the Kitchen King? It is. Okay. Way of the Kitchen King is kind of my love story to myself, <laughs> but also to everybody that reads it because it's based on Journey to the West. And so, uh, it includes... What? Oh, sorry. I sorry, didn't go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. No. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. No, no. It, um, so it's based on um, Journey to the West, and it includes such things as themes like the character Wukong and his companions, but in a modern setting. And basically, if Wukong had really learned his lesson and gotten into something like cooking, married, married a modern woman lost her and then decided that he needed to redeem himself but sometimes redemption isn't that easy and people don't forget the past <laughs> mm -hmm. so you said it was based yeah. uh, it was based loosely off a book can you tell us a little bit about, about what that book was i i don't think i've ever heard of it um it's actually chinese mythology okay so that that's probably why <laughs> yeah and my husband is chinese canadian so this is a big part of his culture you know hence my last name mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right so it's a big part of their culture and their history and there's a main story to it and it goes that wukong is the monkey king but he's very mischievous <laughs> and he causes all sorts of no end of trouble and he's eventually punished for it he is but he ends up going on this great journey and i think it alludes to things like self-discovery and mm -hmm. such for him and his companions that's basically it in a nutshell even though they're looking for these these objects and these scrolls that for for this really influential king <laughs> He's a very, very powerful god, is what it comes down to. Wukong is an extremely powerful god, but he learns that he can't be exactly who he is, or he's not... It's not that he's not accepted, but he isn't a very kind person, okay. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we so see... Uh, how do we see... Yeah. Uh, that story influenced this one you know what 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 parts of it uh because we have a really interesting protagonist we actually have two uh, but we start we start off with uh bash cola and i i just i love the design i love i love the character you know so what influences um from that story do we see within bash bash is wukong <laughs> basically he is wukong and what he has done is he has sealed away his powers he is the immortal monkey king but he has sealed away a pretty much all of his powers mm -hmm. because he has decided that this isn't him this isn't going to be him and especially once he married his first wife which was a mortal a human a human woman he wanted to be better for her 
and he decided, well, I need to I need to earn my way in the world in a way that isn't going to be done through lying and cheating and all this stuff, right? So she grounded him, but now she's gone. Something has happened to her. We haven't spoken in the comic about exactly what has happened to her, but something happened to her, and he's starting to fray around the edges now. Okay. He hasn't gone back to exactly what he was, but he doesn't exactly know who he is anymore. And this story is about Wukong realizing that he can individually still be who she helped mold him to become mm-hmm. and not go back to his terrible ways but sometimes there are people in the world that don't forget what you've done and they they don't have to forgive you that's not just because you say sorry doesn't make it okay mm-hmm. but at the same time should he also com- continue to guilt himself that's the thing. Should he should he hold himself in a way that continues to guilt himself and create this inner this inner turmoil? Oh, I like that. And such deep past to to take him on too. And you know, I only had the opportunity to read a first uh, the first couple pages of uh, chapter one, but some of the previews you sent yeah. me, like it just wow the 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 battle scenes just look gorgeous. Can you tell us a little bit more about this tournament? There is a there. There's some sort of cooking tournament that was kind of touched upon, and uh, it just seems like yeah. uh, it's from the look of the preview pages. It seems like it gets rather spicy. It does get insanely spicy. Um, what it is, the way I describe it is that it's high class cooking with super powered beatdowns, <laughs> <laughs> because that's basically what it is. They take giant utensils. Well, they they start out as their normal. They're normal little small forms. And what you can do is, because they're encoded to your DNA, you can make them into these huge monster-sized utensils that you can use for combat reasons. (laughs) Because basically the whole idea of the Kitchen King tournament is to determine not only who is the best chef, but who can pretty much take it to the other chef and say, I can beat you and still outclass you. Mm -hmm. So there, are they yeah, cooking can, and fighting at the same time, or what does that look like? Yes, they are cooking and fighting at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. They have to try and not burn the food, make it taste really good. Wow, wow, wow. Like, time. so are they, are they fighting to the death, or is it just kind of like a ring out type of situation? Um, It's whoever can finish the meal first. Like, okay. whoever can finish cooking their meal first. And basically not be sabotaged. <laughs> So Bash has uh, has Bash has been a part of uh, these tournaments. I know there's uh, there's a handful over five six hundred, right? Uh, Bash has been a part of uh, yeah. them uh, in the past, or uh, you know, where does Bash come into with these tournaments? Right. So he decided that when he married his first wife, that he was going to be a chef. This sounded like a really good idea to him, and then he realized that these Kitchen King tournaments were taking place, and it's like, oh, okay, so this is something I can actually do because I know how to hit people. <laughs> Right? It's like, I don't, I actually know how to hit people. So he decides that he's going to go and actually get into these Kitchen King tournaments. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that the dude can actually cook. And because he can actually fight, because this is Wukong we're talking about, he ends up somehow becoming the undefeated champion for years and years and years. 
like we're talking like two three decades okay so does he end up like and losing or does he walk away from the tournaments he walks away and what causes him to walk away is because his wife passed away and she passes away during one of the tournaments Ooh. okay so some implications there yeah there's some severe implications and he doesn't come back until the one that is happening right now in the comic because there's and it has to do with coral mm -hmm. because there's a lot going on with her and he feels like he can't just leave her to deal with it alone is what it comes down to because despite everything that he is he's learned compassion and empathy basically mm -hmm. No, I, I love that. That, you know, and that, I think that gives us the perfect, you know, segue to my next question. Uh, this is something that you work on with as a uh, collaborative effort with your husband as well. What does that creative process look like for you guys when you're creating the story? Because, I mean, there's so many yeah. depths to it and layers to it. So, uh, I mean, what's that look like for you when you're when you're scripting it out and, and creating it and then drawing it up? Yeah. So um, what we do, and my husband works a lot of hours because like in a lot of families, like where his family comes from, um, mind you, and this, this is almost going to sound like a cliche, but they own a restaurant, <laughs> you know? So he works a lot of hours at that. And um, he's actually getting ready that he's going to be taking that over. But when he comes home, what he does is we sit down and we start going over ideas. We have pages upon pages upon pages of ideas to put into this. And then what happens is from those ideas, we start scripting all that mm -hmm. into something that looks halfway manageable. <laughs> Pretty much just, you know, it's like, okay, so if that, if this is cool and this is cool and this is cool, hey, those three might work together <laughs> and we can throw that into this. <laughs> And that's pretty much how that starts. And that's our first draft. And then what we do is I do all the dialogue for the characters and all the action stuff and all that. And then I fling it at him and go, make sure that these people are talking smack the way they're supposed to, <laughs> because that's not me. Mm -hmm. And that this guy is appropriately, can I swear in here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, he's appropriately an asshole, <laughs> basically. And that um, this guy over here isn't being a jerk, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, that they stay perfectly in character because he's first and foremost my first reader. And then after all that, I go through again <laughs> and make sure everything <laughs> is appropriate for paneling. Mm -hmm. Real quick, we have... And uh, that's when I start actually drawing pages. We have uh, the Fluff over on YouTube stopping in to say, oh, sweet, hi. Uh, welcome to the stream, Fluff. If you have any questions, feel free to ask yeah. away. So this seems like such an intense battle sequence. I got to ask, out of you and your husband, who would win in a kitchen showdown? Um, between me or him? Um, actually, I... I don't want to be mean, but I have to say me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, uh, I, I, I want to say him, but <laughs> when uh, me, and, me and my significant other started uh, living together for the first time, I was the cook, but now she's uh, slowly taking taking the helm. And I know she's in the other room playing Stardew Valley, smiling, uh, probably big as can be that I finally admitted that. But uh, yeah, I think she, I think she'd probably lay the smack down on me uh, as of right now. I don't use enough spices, she says, but 
that's you know so let's go ahead i think we kind of like built up a lot of this um let's go ahead and take a look at the first couple of pages uh, that is available on global comics and uh we'll, we'll go through that together and then this is free to read you said you are looking to add how many chapters before you uh get it printed again four more so that it will be five chapters which is basically an appropriate volume and then we're actually going to try and get the first volume printed. We'll be adding a lot of extras in behind it. So you're going to get everything from character bios to sketches, um, character concepts, world building. It's the first volume is because this, this is my love story to mm -hmm. myself and my readers. The first volume is going to be jam packed with a bunch of awesome things <laughs> basically so this is a bash but we don't see him in this form uh within the first couple of pages can you give us a little bit of an explanation oh. you know why he looks so different here okay so what this is is bash has two different forms and when you first start the comic you don't get to see this form until he actually starts fighting seriously. And the reason for that is because Bash is based on Wukong. And Wukong actually has like 70-something different forms, but Bash has decided that he's, because he's changed his name and everything, like he doesn't want to be Wukong anymore. So he's sealed away most of his powers. And he's only kept one of his forms. And this form is for when he's serious. And it's basically based on something we'll call it very demonic <laughs> but not in not in a christian sense right or anything mm -hmm. like that it's uh because we're we're keeping to mythology and and all of that it's very i don't know i don't know how to pronounce this one oni oni you know <laughs> you know i was asking I you earlier in hopes that you'd give me the yeah. correct pronunciation <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust me. <laughs> so, uh, and that brings me to another me interesting question. Uh, I, I read in some of the extras that you and your husband were kind of like trying to bounce ideas of the, the design of the main character, uh, and that you originally wanted a monkey-looking design, and he wanted uh, the Ani-looking Oni design. And whoever's watching, give me the correct pronunciation in the chat, please, because yeah. one of us has to be right here. Uh, <laughs> so this was a nice way to kind of get the best of both worlds, I felt. It was. So we gave him the battle form, that ended up looking monstrous and and I think I think it's just awesome personally because I was just like you know what heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then outside of outside of battle form he's just like yeah I'm just like this dude that really loves cooking <laughs> I'll kick your ass somewhere in in, in the back alley <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go like, ahead don't and take start me off too much. checking it out oh Oni thank you the fluff the fluff in uh, chat has our back. So I love this this look right here. Just him kind of just sitting there, just chilling, yeah. all relaxed <laughs> out. Gigantic big old belly. Is that how he's uh, like portrayed in the uh, original like book? No, he isn't actually. He's uh, so he so if we do flashbacks of him, he actually won't look like that. Okay. Okay. This is this is we'll, we'll call it a new development. <laughs> uh, you could tell that he he definitely loves food though. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So uh, this is the little thank you. Uh, if you want to go ahead, maybe give us a little bit of a breakdown here. Okay, let's uh, let's actually see if I can read it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is this for okay? Ants? So, 
<laughs> right? So, it basically says that it's a collaborative effort between me and my husband. <laughs> Ooh, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to give you, all our readers, the best of who we are. And it's lovingly crafted. Because, you know, with love. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to thank people for choosing to read our comic. And that their support of Way of the Kitchen King, basically, it, it just it just means so much to us. Because it really does. Every time somebody supports this comic, it puts us just over the moon. It really does. It puts us over the moon. That's so awesome. I, I love it. I love the energy. <laughs> we're, we, we are a tiny team. Look, we're a tiny team in New Brunswick, Canada. So we're tickled that people are along for this comedic, action-packed, romantic journey. Um, this comic will take you on a strange culinary adventure where 100% certain will tingle your taste buds and leave you gripping the edge of your desk in anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and check it out. Everyone prepare to grab your desk and, uh, you know, without further ado, let's dive right in. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right here, uh, we get a nice little introduction to the area. It's called, uh, Terra. Of Greater, yep. Greater, Greater Terra. This, so can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of what this is? Okay, so Greater Terra is, it's not the name of the world itself, it's a region. Okay. Greater Terra is basically a region, a northern, a northern region within a country. And think of it as if it's broken up into, I don't want to say provinces or states necessarily, but, um... Not even really counties, but it's it's broken up into different jurisdictions. Okay. And great and Greater Terra would be one of them. So that's uh it's a so it's a little northern jurisdiction that calls itself Greater Terra. And it's all part of a larger country. And eventually what'll happen is the Kitchen King tournament starts off as a regional thing. So mm -hmm. it starts off in this little jurisdiction and it will keep expanding and expanding. And expanding until we reach nationals okay. and then we reach the world tournament i like that i like that so we see a little bit yeah. of dialogue uh of him uh and this is where we get the first taste of the kitchen king uh tournament it's the 657th so do these things happen like on a yearly basis or like you know what at what rate are these happening they're happening annually yep so they're happening on a yearly basis absolutely and um they're extreme they're actually extremely important to the world because this world just it revolves around food culture okay and then right here we get a little bit of a you know uh talking about his wife passing so i mean during the right in the beginning you know we we, we get the taste of the tournament and the taste of of death of his wife uh and i thought that was really interesting to start the the, the issue off with kind of just setting that pace uh what was some of your mm -hmm. influence for beginning like right off the rip with it um we wanted to show that everything has a time. Every not not everything lasts. There, everything changes. You know, life changes, but it also must go on. So you have something that's moving forward, but a man that isn't moving forward. Okay. And, uh, and I, that was I, the influence I, for that. I I like it too. Yeah. Like right here. Uh, you know, he, he brushes it away, and as he's walking, 
he uh, stumbles across the Kitchen King tournament once again. It's almost like it's, it's nagging him to join it. But yeah. as you said right here, better leave it in the past right where it belongs. So a man that's willing to, yeah. uh, you know, move ahead with the times. Uh, I, you know, I, I really liked, you know, kind of how that happened too. how it just keeps like, like pestering him. Uh, so right here was another interesting uh, introduction of the other protagonist of the story, the female protagonist, Coral. And uh, his stomach yep. must be made out of some steel to just straight knock her out like that. <laughs> right? He's, he's a big guy and I like him that way. That's the, that's the blunt truth of that. He's uh, he's pretty strong, but he's also, you know, I always say don't trust a chef that's uh, too thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're obviously not eating their own food. <laughs> <laughs> no movement from the impact. I, I love that little, uh, that little tidbit there, too. And her just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> and then like so we gone. see... We see the interaction between these two, and uh, her nose is bleeding and broken. Uh, but right off the rip, you know, this was a really interesting uh, interaction, too. We see uh, some uh, action starting to happen right here. What's going on right here? Um, so these are enforcers. Okay. And what they do are they're not judges for the tournament. You haven't met the judges yet. They are going to be a whole other level in, of entertainment. But the enforcers for the Kitchen King tournament, what they are is they serve a lot of roles. And they could be security. They could help people with directions and stuff like that. Or, in this case, they could be on somebody's payroll. <laughs> okay. So are uh, and they're, not, they're, and not in a good way. Are they chasing after Coral then? Or yes. is that yet to be just okay? Oh, yes. They're definitely chasing Coral. And Bash, of course, has no idea what's going on. I love this little action sequence right here, though. Like the electricity uh, pulling off. Is that a fork that uh, she's uh, popping out right there? It looks like almost. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big old fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on one second. Sometimes I just got to refresh on there. Yep. There we go. And then right here, another beautiful layout. I love this sequence right here. He, he grabs her and... Uh, so this fork has a, it looks like electrical uh, properties, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or, you know, what, what type of attack and ability are we seeing right here? What you're seeing right here is that basically I took the idea of a culinary fork, like the fork that you eat with, and the idea of a tuning fork, which is works off sound and sound waves and oh, all I that. I like that. Yeah. And I gave it the electricity property because, mm -hmm. you know, the twang and all that. <laughs> and that's exactly the type of attack you're getting. And then I love how it's like so, just yeah. su superimposed right here, super big, stuck in the ground. Like you were saying, how they get the DNA uh, and the ability to grow. And then uh, the little tidbit right here, you know, tournament profile has 50, uh, 50 uh, so many likes on it. So <laughs> I love how she just like stops out of nowhere to check her uh, social media right there. Um, but then yeah. they notice, yeah, right here, the uniforms. These are enforcers from the Kitchen King competition. Uh, and yeah, yeah, right here too, uh, they could have killed her with that utensil. So he's noticing off the rip something's not right. Yeah. Yeah, he's finally realizing, okay, this is more than just what's going on here. You tr you just tried to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hold on, my dude. <laughs> and then she, it looks like, so she has a, a whisk? Yeah, she has a whisk. 
And yeah, that's, right that's here. Hers. So I, I love it. Like he's like, you know, I wouldn't bring that up if, if I were you. So like bringing out these eating utensils is almost like like bringing out a weapon, like bringing out a gun. Uh, it feels like in in, in this yeah. world. It is, and if you bring that out, it is automatically a challenge. That if you bring that out, somebody else, if the, if if they have a utensil, not everybody has, but a lot of people do, especially if they're in the tournament or they're part of it or associated with it in some way, they will automatically take theirs out and be like, let's rumble. <laughs> okay. Two of us and only yeah. one of you has a utensil. And then, old man, are you planning to fight us with your bare hands? Little do they know, though, that they're they're uh, up against one of the... Uh, what, what one of the the kings of the tournament so how how has his legacy like not been how, has not reached them uh, you said he was a pretty prolific it actually, uh, it actually has but the thing is is that he's changed so much in the way he looks in the past okay. few years i gotcha and that'll that'll come up the further that we progress into this chapter because someone else is going to show up and actually will recognize him and then anybody else is going to be like I think we made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love that, uh, the, the huge fork in, in, in the foreground. And then he just assumes control of it. So they're able to take other people's weapons and uh, command they're them? Not, or? They're not supposed to. Okay. It's, it's not supposed to be something that's normal. Oh, and that's all something right. Else. And it's, but the thing is, though, is that there's a really plausible reason why he can actually do this. Mm -hmm. And right here, and too. And I actually, I, okay. I don't mind saying it on, on here because I'm really excited about it. <laughs> he's he's actually one of the pioneers of the system. Oh. And the reason that he can control it is because he's one of the people that invented these utensils. Okay. So so uh, we noticed right here they, they, they bring up the utensils are coded to their user. And you're saying he created them. Are there only a limited amount of them in the world? Or what, what does that look like in, the, in this type of environment? There is a limited number of them. And they have to be passed down from person to person. The only ones that aren't limited are forks, spoons, and knives. Okay. Because you know, like like in our world, right? Mm -hmm. They're the most they're the most prevalent and probably the most widely used. So forks, spoons, and knives are the easiest to get, but anything else is very limited and has to be passed down. So but but like I said, he has the ability to pretty much override control. And I love this too, the 1-800, how's my throwing arm? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, get, yeah that, that gets me. <laughs> get forked. <laughs> so, uh, hold on one second. Nope, nope, and, and then yes. that, that, that's where we leave off. So I think that's what happened last time. When I initially read through this, I think I accidentally clicked next release. So I got to the part where Coral initially ran into the stomach, and then that's where I left off. Because uh, I accidentally hit next release, and it took me to the extras. But we can go over these two since we're here if you want to. Yeah, actually hit next release again. There's two more pages right now because they were just they were just new. Okay. And then uh, if you want to, we can come back to the extras. So these are continuing off from uh, the the uh, chapter, yeah, right? Yeah, we're the other okay. one. Yeah, and then what I'll do is I'll integrate them in. I'll merge them in. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. So I, I love yeah. this right here, just filled with electricity. Is that from getting hit with the fork? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, th th like, do these have the abilities to kill them, or do they just, like, hurt them? Like They can. Okay. They can kill them if, if, if it goes overboard. You're not supposed to. It's extremely illegal. But okay. it can absolutely 
it can absolutely kill an individual. And then they're they're noticing right away that this dude is a little too OP. Uh, they they weren't yeah. expecting this level of of master mastery of these eating utensils because he just like straight demolished them. Yeah, it was it's, it, he's a one and done <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. All right, let's go ahead and go back and check out the extras. So uh, way of the yeah. kitchen king extras. Yep. And then uh, this is where I kind of got some of my behind the scene information. Uh, so Bash, uh, you know, right here uh, we knew that. Um, you wanted him as the monkey, but the husband wanted him as a Oni. Uh, and then you ended up on ha having a character that has two forms, his normal everyday body and the form he takes on during competitions when he fights seriously. So it suited Bash in the end since the story became loosely based on the journey to the West and other tales and adaptations surrounding the Monkey King. Uh, and then mm -hmm. Coral... Um, hold on one second. I want to see if there's a way for me to scroll. Uh, Coral was one of those characters that came out of nowhere. Originally, she had a much more smaller role in the plot of the story. And she became the love interest of the protagonist. And after several revisions, Coral will be featured in an arc of her own and now boast a more prominent role in the plot. So you're going to have like a little spinoff story just focused on her? Yep, we will. We'll be having a little spinoff. And um, once she's better acquainted with the readers or the readers are better acquainted with her, it's actually going to take place after chapter five, which, which will be at the end of volume one and before we start volume two. Okay. And that's then it was her, decided that's that, when her little arc. It was uh, yep. decided that she would be a human to complement the very non-human appearance of Bash. He, Bash, is a chef, and she, Coral, is a baker. So her culinary weapon also went through a number of revisions until you both settled on a whisk. Something fun and functional for her skill set. So what type of skills are we going to yeah. see from her? Um, so she is trained in French culinary, and she's a baker. So what you're going to see from her, everybody, see everybody has not just their weapon, but they also have a special ability. And mind you, Bash's is called the joy of cooking, you know, and um, Coral's is called sweet success. So what this does is if you can't use it all the time, but if you invoke that ability, it ups your chances of what you're doing and you can use extra skills that you wouldn't normally be able to harness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And then that was that too. So that is, is that everything that you have up on Global Comics as of right now? It is as of right okay. now. Oh, let's go ahead. I'm going to put that link. Let me, actually, let me, let me go back to the original first page. Whoops. There we go. Right here. Be sure to check it out. Be sure to follow fried rice comics on global comics too what's your upload schedule looking like right now i know we were talking a little bit earlier uh but what does that buffer look like look at me using big words that i learned uh from my first couple of interviews uh, with uh creators like this uh so what's your buffer looking like uh you know in your upload schedule um our buffer sits pretty low right now i had actually gone through some very extreme health concerns we thought i was actually gonna have my gallbladder out <laughs> i know dang yeah, right. We actually thought I was going to have to go in for emergency gallbladder surgery, but it turned out I didn't have to. Thank goodness. But it, unfortunately, because I was out for close to a month, I got nothing done, ate the buffer. Yeah. But we update currently about every Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, depends on when I can get done. And it's every week. 
we don't we don't miss weeks unless I'm sick. No, I got you. We have it's a as simple as that. We have a calculus <laughs> over on YouTube stopping and say, "Hey, welcome, calculus. How are you doing? Thanks hey. for stopping by." So yeah, you know, once now that you're, you know, fortunately a little bit more healthier, are you, uh, you know, what's that buffer going to look like? What are you trying to work for? I guess like what's the the ideal spot for a buffer for you? Right. The ideal spot for me would be about six months ahead, and the reason for that is because we offer a read ahead version normally that you can subscribe to on Global Comics, and what that will do is allow you to read two weeks ahead at a time. But if I can work it with Global Comics, I would like people to actually be able to read up to two months at a time. So eight eight weeks. So a six months a six month buffer is perfect for me because that way there it allows for me to not feel well if I have to, but still accommodate for paid readers and free. Free will update exactly as it has been, no question. Paid is something that I want to get running, get it going on a consistent schedule, and people can tune into that and read just pretty much the same way, just ahead. Every Tuesday, no questions asked. So I know you said after chapter five, you're gonna, you want to more like introduce and flesh out Coral's story a little bit more. How many chapters all together are you looking at for this? I know you were talking about some pretty big tournaments, you know, in the foreseeable future, but how many chapters overall can we expect? We actually don't have an ending point, and the reason why it's so open-ended is because it will be determined by how popular the comic is. We could end this in as soon as 10, 15 chapters, but we also want to leave it open that once the primary part of a main tournament is done, if we need to go into different, I don't want to call it seasons, but basically seasons, then there's an ability for continuation. So, because I, I just think that's good. I hate to say good marketing, but I think yeah. it's good marketing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, and I, I think it's always, you know, safe to play ahead like that too and plan ahead. Uh, are we going to see any sort of different variations on the tournament? I mean, there's so many different types of like contests out there, right? Like eating contests, <laughs> cooking contests, <laughs> baking contests. I mean, what, you know, and, and we're just scratching the surface here. Like what, I guess, like, are there any ideas that you can maybe give us a little bit of a, a leak on or a little bit of a hint at? You will. You'll be seeing all sorts of different variations on it. There's going to be everything, like, uh, they will be going to different regions and meeting different judges. So you'll, so there'll be different themes to the food, just mm -hmm. as just to start us off. So you'll get everything from Chinese food to even American <laughs> and Italian. You might even get Thai at some point, you know, stuff yeah, like that's that. that's gonna be cool. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be theme challenges and, uh, then there's going to be at some point everybody's going to have to make the same thing and <laughs> they're going to have to see whose is better and and of course there are going to be eating competitions but not not the um chefs themselves what's mm -hmm. going to happen is they're going to bring in people that <laughs> do this and they're going to have to try and keep up with them <laughs> is what it is the chefs will have to try and keep up with the competitors oh i love that that's the, cool like the people in the competition so it's just like how do we do this <laughs> So like you have to cook while they're eating. With uh with this kind of being like 
your first like your 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 first big break into into comics after uh you know everything that you did with school wise and everything you know how does it feel like being back into the industry like within creating comics like how's that experience been for you overall and what are you looking forward to next like with with everything in the future it's been a thrill actually it's been absolutely fantastic and i wouldn't want it any different I worked in the industry on the other end of it. I was in printing and publishing for 10, 11 years, actually. And I've done everything from editorial to pagination. For people who don't know what pagination is, it's actually layout and ensuring that everything looks good. <laughs> it's the pretty mm -hmm. without actually being a graphic designer. <laughs> so I've also done graphic design as well. Um, my degrees are in graphic design and journalism. I have two degrees and I always say I have two I have two and a half because I also have a little bit of marketing, advertisement marketing. And uh, it I but I enjoy the art more. So being in comics is it's everything. I, I, I don't so know what much. I do. I I think I always told people you know, if I was paralyzed from the waist down, I think I could actually live with that. Just don't take my hands. <laughs> don't take my hands and my eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's funny too. Cause I always think about like, if, if I'm going to have to lose a finger, like hopefully I don't like lose like the ones that I need to play video games with. Like I'd be good with like losing a pinky if I had to like take the <laughs> pinky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we have calculus over on YouTube. I'm excited to get to reading this after the interview is over. It is such a good read calculus. And uh, I, we did go over uh, all the pages. If you want to rewind on the, the preview to kind of get Jillian's thoughts on them, uh, feel free to, but yeah, this is so awesome. So anything in the works outside of Way of the Kitchen King, or is this kind of just your main focus right now? We're doing it as a main focus right now, but we absolutely always have stories in the works that, that, that sit in the, the wings basically, because what they're, what they're for is that say, if somebody ever wanted to see a one shot from us, boom. It's there. Ready or, to go. We're ready to go. Or we're already developing for after this one is done. Because I think after this one is done, I'm going to revisit the comic that I've always wanted to do. Eye on Aether. Uh, and the mech see one? if I can do that. Yeah, the big, the big mech one. The big sci-fi mech comic. So, and see if I can do that epic ballad again. So was uh what was it hard drawing the the mech suits was that like cause it seems like that would be so intricate the dude yeah. like the, the designs and everything yeah. yeah those are I think they're the hardest thing I have ever attempted they're really rewarding because they make everything else look easy <laughs> and uh, then when you draw something like this you're suddenly like you know what this isn't too bad. <laughs> You can you can really sit down, get used to this. You have a lot of patience all of a sudden, mm -hmm. and you're you're enjoying the process. And when you're drawing Max, it's like, wow, because <laughs> you got all the different angles and stuff, and then it all has to be uniformed, or it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, and if you if you do one thing wrong, the whole thing looks off. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. so that that is awesome. I can't wait to see that from you too. Uh, any idea of when you might start working on that or is that kind of still in the works? It's definitely still in the works. Um, right now, actually, I'm training my husband. <laughs> that sounds wrong, but <laughs> I'm training my husband to do coloring 
and um, screen tones for me and stuff. And if he can take over that and some of the lettering, then I would actually be able to mind you do two comics at once. And if I okay. do two comics at once, then I'll be able to bring Ion Aether back. Oh, that'll be so cool. So, yeah, so then I'd be able to do both and give them both the time they deserve. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Once again, for everyone that is watching, here is the link to the global comic setup for Fried Rice's comics. You have the option to subscribe to read. You said two weeks ahead? Yep, you have the option. Right now, we don't have the buffer up but honestly it's going it's going to be coming back mm -hmm. so i just want to give you all fair warning that if you subscribe right now there don't panic don't panic <laughs> it's coming back it'll be it'll be this week because what we do on there is we post pages as we're finishing them so what what happened was we ran out of buffer because of my health yeah 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 but yeah but it's going to be it's going to be there it's going to be there extremely soon and by soon i mean within days <laughs> do you have uh, any sort of other uh subscription-based links like a, a patreon or a coffee or anything that you'd like to shout out as well nope we are strictly global comics right now and that's because again because of my health and stuff like that i can't really juggle too much at once it's not it's not something that's uh really healthy for me we'll say <laughs> no 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 i got you i got you and there's no yeah. nothing wrong with that uh either you know so real quick before we wrap things up completely yeah. i do want to ask you one question in particular because as much as this is a podcast where we showcase you and your book i can't really deny the fact yeah. that there are many creators that watch this who might be new and wanting to jump into the the, the creation process themselves so with that in mind for anyone out there who are who's just starting for the first time and they're just having trouble to get started just creating you know maybe creating the art or getting started with the script, what type of advice would you offer them to kind of help them push through and just get it done? Honestly, my advice is to schedule yourself. And the reason I say to schedule yourself is that if you don't, and let me give a little bit of background for that. Mm -hmm. I am extremely, I say extremely high functioning autism because I still have it. <laughs> but if I don't have a schedule for when I do things, then I feel unmotivated or I can feel like, oh, I can just leave that for tomorrow. And then it just doesn't get done because it's always tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you schedule yourself and you set aside time to actually do something instead of just saying, oh, I'll do that when I get home. It's not, oh, I'll do it when I get home. It's I got to do this at like seven o'clock tonight between seven and nine or something like that then you know this is my time for this mm -hmm. and you get used to the schedule after a while at first it feels really weird but after a while you get so that it becomes easy mm -hmm. and you fall into routine because routine is is kind of good in a sense it's not you shouldn't always be on routine but routine for stuff like this is really good because it keeps you on track <laughs> so no, that's absolutely. that's probably my best advice and we have david schmelling over uh, on youtube quick readings from germany glad to learn more about your comic thank you for stopping in david welcome i don't know if you guys yeah. caught it but my cat snuck into the cat tent and fell asleep live on stream uh, i'm always a big fan when he does that too i heard the little <laughs> pawing and the crinkling so i had to look over and he's snoozing in there so <laughs> Uh, awesome piece of advice though. I know for myself, if I don't like Wednesday is my big day where I don't have my children. I don't have 
um work so i have i this is where I, my yeah. biggest day where i do content creation and if i don't have a game plan i will like literally like be on the couch all day like okay i'm gonna just doom scroll on twitter until i get motivated to do something and then it just never happens yeah. so that schedule is very very important for me to like <laughs> be on the ball with things too so awesome thank you so much Julian, I had such a great time having you come on here, breaking down Way of the Kitchen King and everything else. This is so awesome. Thank you so much for swinging by. Thank you for having me, Cody. I appreciate it. Awesome. And uh, for everyone that's watching, if you see any more Keeping It Geekly live streams, you will see an awesome logo in the beginning that was designed by Julian. It's so awesome. I love it. I cannot get enough of it. Oh, man. It's so it's great. Um, I would show it right now, but there's no, you know what, what I'll do is before we, when I end, I'll switch over to my starting soon screen. And I'll show you guys what it looks like. It's so cool. Uh, Cause it is my starting soon screen now. Like when I go live, I have it, like, yeah. it'll be uh, it's so, it, and I have animation behind it. It's really cool. Um, but with that being said, guys, it is time for us to wrap up. It is new comic book day. Be sure to treat yourself by going to global comics, checking out way of the kitchen King and reading the first chapter. Uh, the, how, how many more pages until the chapter is complete? um we're looking at about five five six pages that's it okay <laughs> so it's, it's 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 almost complete uh so you'll be able to read that in its entirety probably about five weeks from now yeah. or mm -hmm. is it like a page every Actually, tuesday two <laughs> two okay so, so two yeah so uh, and i'll probably post one one of the weeks it's probably gonna just gonna be three pages just <laughs> so two weeks we're okay, two weeks done two weeks is gonna be complete and you can check that and read it out for free yeah. on global comics that being said, we yeah. are going to be ending it. Julian, I hope you have an awesome, awesome Wednesday. Everyone else watching, I hope you have a fantastic day. But most importantly, keep it geekly.